Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC-Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Welcome to Talkin' Docs, the monthly show where we dive into the world of documentaries and review them for your listening pleasure. Why documentaries, you may ask? Well, documentaries have the power to inform, educate, and entertain us in ways that few other mediums can. They allow us to delve deep into a subject explore different perspectives, and challenge our assumptions. But with so many documentaries out there, it can be overwhelming to decide what to watch. That's where we come in. On Talkin' Docs, we'll cover a wide range of topics, from politics and social issues to art, science, and nature. So whether you're a seasoned documentary buff or just dipping your toe into the genre, Talkin' Docs is the perfect place to discover new films, expand your horizons, and join the conversation about the world around us. Hi, welcome to Talkin' Docs. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts, Cowboy Roger and Logan Croslin. How are you guys tonight? Doing fantastic, Jenny. How are you? I'm feeling great. So excited to uh, do this really weird cult that we (laughs) kind of stumbled on here. How about you, Logan? Yeah, I, I was doing a. I was a lot less sad before I watched this documentary. I'll just say that um, very, very depressed. But um, I, it, it, it has kind of a happy ending at the end. But we'll get into it. <laughs> it gets dark, and mm. look, we're our. This is our third episode. We're gonna do a, a whole season on cults, so we're we're kind of used to being sad. But this has a whole, mm-hmm. like, it feels more intense and personal. Um, than some of the other cults that we've talked about so far, because it's not hundreds of people. It's not nationwide. It's not, it, it's very intimate and it sort of makes it more tragic a little bit. There's no, um, well, why don't we tell the folks what we're talking about first? All right. So <laughs> our friend of the show, uh, Scott Shiflet, uh, recommended slash requested that we do this. He didn't pay us any money, which, you know, was a little sus, but, you know, <laughs> like, okay, we'll do it anyway. So it's called, it's called Stolen Youth Inside the Cult at Sarah Lawrence College, at Sarah Lawrence, not college. And it's on Hulu. There's three parts, um, very watchable and bingeable. Um mm-hmm. Uh, it premiered on February 9th of this year, so very new. I haven't really seen much buzz about it. I was surprised um, that Scott recommended this one. Maybe not until now there hasn't been buzz. But right, here, but here we're we, going we're to start some fucking here, buzz. Here, here we yeah. are. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, 
we're going to spoil the hell out of the documentary because we kind of want to talk about the outcome and everything. So, I mean, still watch it. I mean, for it's, it, it's worth the watch just so you can see the absolute physical effects that happen to some of the people um, that seem unbelievable, um, but is clearly documented throughout, which is another huge thing about this. So. And it, it's only a three-hour commitment, so if, right. if you're if Stop. you're very if you're very interested, just turn off the show, turn off the podcast now, watch it, and then come back, and then it, okay, and then it, yeah. and then it will not be spoiled for you. Absolutely. Great yeah, idea. yeah, it's not it's not very long at all. Three episodes, each about an hour, maybe hour five minutes each. So, uh, they're definitely bingeable. Definitely a quick watch and easy watch for the most part. Other than the sad, sad depression, you're probably going to go. Through. Yes, deeply. <laughs> Instead of rewatching some, you know, some WWF show from the '90s that you've mm. already seen ten times, take a second and go watch this documentary. Oh wow! Shot yeah, sky. yeah skip, fire. That, uh, skip that. Skip that tenth uh, office rewatch, uh, uh, and go go watch this documentary. <laughs> All right. So basically, the premise is very simple yet quite complex because we don't get a lot of real backstory from our main character, who is named Larry Ray. Um, he he comes into the story getting fresh out of prison and his daughter is going to college in at Sarah Lawrence and he apparently no place to go moves in with his daughter Talia in 2008 so she comes with a whole house full of the rest of our characters and that's pretty much it i mean it's there's a the the relationships between these people is kind of the focus of the documentary because there are some people that are related to each other and then some people who are dating each other and this man comes along to sleep on their couch and ruin everyone's life out of nowhere yeah and so i i like we, we were talking a little before the show about how i think this could have been longer and like what what one of the ways I think it could have been longer was a deeper explore, exploration into Larry's relationship with his daughter Talia. Um, they did not explore that too much, but they what they did say was that so they they were interviewing people who lived in who you know Talia's college roommates essentially people who lived mm-hmm. lived in the house with her, and before her dad showed up, she would talk about her dad all the time and about how he had gotten railroaded and it was a conspiracy and how mm-hmm. great a guy her dad was, which sounds strikingly similar to stuff that we hear from the people who are, who, you know, are our main characters in this, uh, in this documentary yes. were exposed to her dad. So it feels to me like Larry kind of had his hooks in Talia Yes. Which kind of set off this whole, this whole thing. And like, even at the, you know, when they're talking about some of the charging stuff at the end, like they do mm-hmm. name, I believe, name Talia as a potential, like somebody who could be charged with a crime. Yeah. Yes. And I don't, I don't doubt that for a minute because uh, it was clear that she had a lot of daddy issues and mm-hmm. 
um, slowly but surely, everybody, everybody in that house uh, became a victim to their fucked up relationship. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, obviously, growing up, that's her dad, so she's going to love her dad. But yeah, I think throughout his maybe his stay in prison, they had talked like in you know conjugal visits or not conjugal visits. <laughs> well, conjugal visits. I don't Sorry. know. I got suspicions Sorry. about <laughs> maybe, that as maybe, well. Maybe, but... Little, um, but you know, just talking little, you know, the little phone through the glass and all that kind of stuff, kind of put some of these uh, same things that he kind of uh, put in these uh, other her friends' heads throughout mm-hmm. the time in the cult. Um, and kind of getting them on his side and stuff like that. Maybe she he had been instilling that in her throughout right. uh, his time in prison in the beginning. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely seems like he had her by, but you know, uh, had the puppet strings going with her, like preaching his narrative and like, oh, he's a great guy. He's he's not he shouldn't be in prison. But yeah, exactly. uh, definitely, definitely had her uh, that instilled in her at a young age. And I, I will tell you that after watching this documentary, I didn't think that Logan would say something more disturbing than what was in the documentary oh, in, the, in the first 10 minutes of the I didn't mean conj- you know Well, I mean. I don't, okay. Um, no, but yeah, like he had it. He definitely had his hooks in. And hmm. like, like the other thing, so basically Larry, Larry ends out being a, um, they call it a cult. I guess it's a cult. I, but, but he's definitely like a, you know, just like a narcissist and yes. somebody who is very, you know, seems to be very well practiced in, you know, the art manipulation. of manipulation and my, essentially mind control. Right. Yes. And they talk about that. Like they, they, they tee Larry up as though he had a big part of his story. He was in the Marines. He talks about being in the Marines and what made him a good Marine. We find out later he wasn't in the Marines there. There's a part of his story where he was like a personal assistant or a personal, he was like the United States person who like, like was the handler for Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah. But they don't like, like, so they tell you he was never a Marine, but he does have all these photos Mm -hmm. with these, like with Mikhail Gorbachev and with these very important people with like Bernie Carrick, who, you know, was a police commissioner, right? In Mm -hmm. New York city after nine 11. And, but they don't really explain like how he's in these pictures. (laughs) They just say like, so I don't really know where he like, like, and they, they talk about he, he was in jail for, for Mm a, um, you know, for financial crimes that were associated with the, with the mob, like a, like a pump and dump kind of thing. And, but they don't, they don't really dive into his past. But the result of his past is the the guy that this guy is, mm-hmm. is like the worst guy like that I've ever spent three hours with. Okay. <laughs> just, a, just a terrible, terrible person. Very, like, what, a, like, and um, so, like, the, here's the difference between this guy and some of the other cults that we've looked at. Like, if you look at, like, mm-hmm. Heaven, Heaven's Gate as an example, right? Like the like you know that T and O really believed what they were what they were preaching, right? And even even the way down, the Gwen Shamblin, like I think on some level, she at least was probably like Christian, right? Yeah. This guy, there's no religious component here. Oh it no. Is, it is it is a slow and steady just I'm gonna control everything and little mm-hmm. by little. 
com- completely ruin your life and yes. make you just totally subservient to me. And with that, with, you know, you're going to support me financially and you're, you know, you're going to hate yourself the whole time and you're going to like, I'm going to bring you to a house and you're going to like be my, my slave labor mm-hmm. because, and like, this guy is smart enough that he knows what he's doing. Right. He's, I, I don't believe for a second that he believes any of this stuff. Right. You know, it's all bullshit and it's all a, a grift and to have the capacity to do that to another person, let alone like your daughter's college friends is just hideous. So the cast of characters are, you know, kind of important on this one. So you have Larry and Talia in the house. You have Santos, who is a boyfriend uh, at the beginning of the documentary. And then they sort of vaguely break up um, kind of halfway through. Also lives in the house. Um, Eventually, Felicia, who is Santos's oldest sister, uh, comes to live and we will talk about that later and then also Santos's younger sister um, lives with them eventually so they do they start out in the house on on the campus at on Sarah Lawrence yes and then Larry Santos Santos's family right and um Isabella Isabella, Dan, and Claudia moved to an apartment in New York City that we come to find out later was like Larry was living there for free from some other person that he bamboozled. It's like cellmate or something like that when he was in prison. (laughs) And then, (laughs) interestingly, in the doc, you get uh, somebody named Raven, who is the voice of reason for all of these people, or tries to be, uh, throughout the whole documentary, who came into contact with Larry, but was never, ever bamboozled by him. Yes, she lived in the house. So that and was fascinating to me. Her entire take when the whole rest of the house gets so caught up, but she doesn't. And I thought that was fascinating. And her continuing to try to reach out to them, seeing how deep they get, and then them just shunning her and never getting in. It just, it was fascinating her whole take of it but yeah and i think jenny like with her she never she never like bought it at all like no. that he, that he yeah, was even a not. decent guy right no so i feel like like a guy like larry like it's if you let him in a little bit like eventually you're in this this echo chamber right mm-hmm. which is where mm-hmm. these these folks ended up and she was just like what's this 50-year-old man doing living on the couch of a college. This is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care what he has to say. I'm, I'm out on it. And it's a, such a sad story because she like literally lost all her friends because, yes. because of this guy. And kept trying to get them to see like, you know, this is not right. This is, this is absolutely wrong. To me, she could have maybe tried a little harder as far as going to the school. Like, where was Sarah Lawrence in any of this? They did, like, they did not paint Sarah Lawrence in a very good light. No, like, it was, they, they, yeah, why not? <laughs> they said they went to the school. I forget who went to the school and they mm. were basically just shut down. It was like a reporter, right? That yeah. like, later on that went to the school and said, like, how did this happen? They said, oh, we didn't know. Like, <laughs> there were no complaints at the time. Mm. Like, um, okay, yeah, I don't know. I, th- 
I think Raven and like Max, I think was one of the other guys' names. I think they said they went to the cops at one point. And they just laughed them off. But I don't think until the end, like the reporter, like you said, went to the actual college, and the college was like, uh, "Yeah, uh, we, we didn't know anything about it. We have no records of that." Blah blah blah. But yeah, Raven saw through the bullshit at the beginning. Um, you know, she was like, "Why is this creepy old man talking to these college kids real introspectively mm-hmm. about their lives and their personal problems? Like, who? Why, why does he care? Obviously, he's uh, up to something if he's asking all these weird questions." But yeah, I mean, Larry had a he, he had like this foolproof system thing that was like, if you live with your truth, if you tell the truth all the time, uh, you know, he had a real real good pitch uh, to all mm-hmm. these kids, and he just you know everything he said at first was what they wanted to hear and helped them through their problems and that's when he got his hooks in and then it just fell apart and just got real real bad and weird from there so but yeah just just bad stuff (laughs) i feel i feel so horrible for these kids because i mean we we were all kids you know and especially you know some some of some of these kids right were clearly had some stuff going on right that made them like particularly vulnerable but yeah. To as like, you like, would typically find in a cult, like like well, and to manipulate, mm-hmm. like it's like oh he, you know he did, did the kind of a classic technique of giving them some positive results up front, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, and then okay, that validates me as as a uh, source of truth, right? And then mm-hmm. just slowly, just slowly, like well, what yeah. happens to them? is is astounding it's astounding to me that he that he videoed it all yes that i don't i don't really get that either because i mean it is like some of the more disturbing video i've ever seen yeah Um, as these people you just watch them break down emotionally you know like Mm -hmm. the documentation and then also what i found totally interesting with what he did with these people were to fuck up their memories to absolutely deconstruct to mm-hmm. the point where they don't even know what they are saying. They are making up lies because he has twisted everything around well, and- so they don't even know what the truth is and then re- revert them back to childhood and implant memories into them to that mm-hmm. and then they will base their entire life view off these just totally incorrect things it's it's the same concept and this is what makes me wonder like what he really was right because it's the same concept and i'm sure like over the course of talk and docs we'll we'll do some some true crime documentaries Mm -hmm. um with uh with false confessions it's Mm -hmm. the same exact concept where you know like with with a false confession they you know the, the the police will you know, twist things and twist things and twist things until they get these people to say like stuff that's not that's not happened that they didn't do. Oh, I did this, and here's how I did it. Oh, wasn't it like like it, it's it's the same thing. It's like they like the poor. Um, I'm sorry, I forget her name. What was the Felicia? The yeah, Felicia. But then the girl who made the website. Oh, that Claudia. was Claudia. Claudia. Poor Claudia. He convinced yeah. her to that that she had mercury poisoned everybody. Yes. Like mercury poisoned everybody. And like like she believed it, you know? Like it's 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 so it really makes me think like he he almost had to have some kind of like maybe some of that 
black ops stuff or whatever it was so, BS. that's what i was wondering as well i wanted to talk to you about theories about how <laughs> this happened how did this happen and they talked about his adderall use a lot in the documentary yeah. i feel there has to be some sort of drug component to the mind control because there is concoctions of drugs that you can cocktails that you can give to people to make them susceptible to ideas to memories to implant memories and all that feels like what this is yeah what was so happening. jenny my 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 well, okay, i'm interested in your take too but my take is the adderall maybe yes and, and the reason the reason being and i think you see it so for for the for the listeners right they they uh, basically everybody ends out not with Larry at the end, right? And so mm-hmm. you see, that, like, there's video of them while they're with Larry and mm-hmm. all s- screwed up. And then there's video of them after. And each one of them, like, looked considerably healthier and, yes. and put on weight after they were not with Larry. And there was no, nothing here about, like, like weight loss or f- food component. But what Adderall will do is keep you up. And so it's essentially, I think he was using it as like a, and they, they kind of alluded to this with himself too, but as a sleep deprivation Mm -hmm. technique. Mm -hmm. And if you just have people constant or zombies who are not sleeping, like to your point, Jenny, they're going to be much, much more susceptible to alternate realities. (laughs) Yes. Absolute fabrications that he makes them believe are true. Like if you've ever, like if any of us, right, have ever, you know, for whatever reason had to stay up for 36 hours, right? By the end of that, like you don't know whether you're you're coming or going, you know? And uh, (laughs) like like that's kind of the state I think that these folks were in just all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think there was a drug component to it as well. Definitely I think the Adderall is a good uh, probably a good idea of what what was going on um but yeah just yeah just if, if you can get them to the point where they're just so sleep deprived and just their their brains are just mushed to a certain point from like not having slept and working and doing all the shit that he made them do uh, in the meantime uh and going to school for the little part of the time that they were still in school i mean like santos said he had to drop out or he got told to leave because he needed to go like to rehab or some something he had to go on medical leave or something like that i think is what he said but yeah just there had to be some kind of drug component to it for sure and like just you know with the whole mind control and like creating memories and stuff like that they they destroyed this whole the Rosario family, Santos, mm-hmm. Felicia, and, and Yulitza. Yeah, they got all three of them. He somehow got all three of them to believe all the bullshit that he was saying. And they, That is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder why he picked that specific family, but I guess he, he got two of them. Well, so I think he just had Santos was his daughter's boyfriend. So yes. he, was, he was the first one. Yeah. And then I think Santos essentially, like, recruited his sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Say, hey, this is, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah, sad yeah. as that is right like i mean but that's that's how i think it happened that they mm-hmm. said when he met felicia larry and felicia was love at first sight mm-hmm. but like like it's just like she was obviously like i mean like super duper ed, um intelligent and mm-hmm. was you know went to columbia and then harvard medical school and like she just dropped it all to go live with this psycho 
that's and like, like Mia's love crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he has already been sleeping with one of the other girls, Isabella, mm-hmm. who yes. was Talia's best friend. And they just shacked up kind of immediately once she started opening up to him. So they're together this whole time. He meets Santos' sister. All of a sudden, it's the three of them? That's you know? the thing. Yeah. And I mean, they even talked about how they had to like lay a certain way in the bed. Like real, like twisted, twisted stuff. Um, uh-huh. Isabella, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I felt the worst for. Me of, too. of anybody yep. in the show because when they you know when they when they were talking um about her at the beginning it's out and then like the interviews with her mother she very clearly had you know she had a pretty rough go of it as yes. a kid she mm. had emotional you know emotional problems which made her the easiest target of that group agreed for larry and at the, you know at the end of the documentary Everybody else has disavowed Larry, and she never did. They said they said that once she had gotten convicted or whatever, she she publicly said that she didn't believe his stuff. But I don't even know if I, I she might have just said that to try to get a lesser sentence or whatever. But like he had his hooks in so much that even this guy, his the world's crumbling around, crumbling around them. It's plain as day. And like she is, and on that camera, like a hundred percent, just still, just a hundred percent behind this guy. Yeah. Um, I felt horrible for her. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I said, yeah, just yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the whole time on that, I think it was most of the last episode was uh, Felicia and her. I, I just kept thinking that like this is going to be the time where she's like, you know what? I don't actually believe it anymore. I think it's bullshit. And then it just kind of just never happened until they did like the little quotes at the end of the episode that kind of said she finally said it was bullshit at the very end. And I, I, I really kind of, like you said, I think that was kind of convenient to maybe get her mm-hmm. a lesser sentence. Uh, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, he's I in jail. For the, it, so. yeah. He's in jail for the rest of his life. So, I mean, what's the difference? Right. And yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that, again, I, I really think they could have done like a ten, like ten episodes on this. But <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. It's tough not to notice. But when they were interview, interviewing current day um, Isabella in the last episode, she called him Lawrence, right? Yeah. Every, everybody else called him Larry. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like even Felicia, called mm-hmm. him Larry, right? And Isabella called him Lawrence, and you know that that's something where he like he's in kind of imprinted it on her you you call you get to call me Lawrence mm-hmm. you're special you're the one mm-hmm. right because yeah. that's the, like every time she said Lawrence I cringed because yeah. she said it in that way like 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 I'm the I'm the one I'm completely I'm the one. brainwashed <laughs> mm-hmm. in every way like so deeply it was it was heartbreaking um, and watching Felicia's whole descent um, from somebody who was just about to like absolutely break out and be a doctor finally after finishing school finally um, it was right there and he took everything from her and 
uh, forced her younger sister to have to take care of her because she had an absolute mental breakdown. Um, mm. There's video of her and her behavior. She was so, she wouldn't leave Larry's side. She would break down. She, she couldn't function in any way. He yeah, has her mean, so uh, broken. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're fine, go ahead. I was going to say Santos, who was not exactly in a great state himself, described her multiple times as saying she's not, she wasn't a functioning human. No. Right? Mm. And then you see the video, and I mean, she's like, like definitely looked like she belonged like in like an inpatient facility, right? Absolutely. And, and like, I, and maybe Logan, maybe you can help out with this. Like, I got a little screwed up on the timeline because like yeah. they were there for like a decade, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they were with this guy for a decade. How quickly it seemed like she deteriorated like immediately to, from that, like, you know, from the time she met Larry, it didn't seem like a lot of time passed before she completely um, kind of lost her mind in the conspiracy that people were trying to kill her while she was in California and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, was it that quick, or did that happen over over a longer period of time? I, I think the I think the California stuff, like getting like getting her to think somebody was following her, and that her parents like sent somebody to poison her and stuff like I think that happened pretty quickly. Now, like the point to where she got to be like childlike, where she was throwing tantrums and like couldn't be consoled and stuff like that. I think that was like years later like the videos yeah. where she's just like screaming and just like can't be uh bothered to like calm down at all i think that i think that took about two or three years but i think the like really getting his hooks in uh really only took like a few months because i think she hung out with them over break and then she went back and they talked like every night for like you know five or six months maybe but yeah I, I think i think that happened pretty quickly where he, she was like oh somebody's after me somebody's gonna kill me my parents have been poisoning me she they've they've known bernie carrick the whole time so yeah the, the poor the poor parents of these of oh these my God. three latino people that we uh, uh santos felicia and yulitza that their poor parents just man I, i'm glad somehow it ended good ish for them but I, I just, just I felt so bad for them the whole time. It just made me so sad that they yeah. like not just one kid, not just two kids, but all three of their kids just. And Larry had them like even after they left, their minds were so screwed up. Yeah, that like they still couldn't talk to their parents. Mm -hmm. Like it was exactly. like, like you could see that even you know like like they like they were still struggling, right? Like I don't know. Yeah fully if they really were fully even in reality maybe by the by the end of the documentary when we saw i think it was santos it was everyone but um Yelitsa, right so santos felicia and the two parents hung out and no and all three all three of them hung out with oh that's they right, that's right. eventually yeah. yeah 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 so like that that i'm sorry but for a while it wasn't Yelitsa, right like right. Yeah, i remember i remember them knocking on the door but so yeah, by the end, like, hopefully, hopefully they were able to repair that. But I mean, those poor parents, they gave them, I mean, like, it sounded like, like, like thousands and thousands of dollars too. Like they like bankrupted mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. So, we haven't really even talked about the money uh, at all, but mm -hmm. that's, a, that's 
basically why he ended up getting caught um, and why he went to jail is because, well, Claudia, she's all brainwashed. She goes in, uh, hands over millions of dollars of quote-unquote damages uh, that she's done to Larry, and she gets this money by being an escort. And so that's prostitution. And um, they talk about a, an alleged story where they, Larry wasn't getting paid, so him and Isabella had to go and shake down Claudia for the rest of their money. And I'm sure that was just one of the <laughs> many times that something fucked up like that happened. But he also had Santos believing that he damaged all of these things in their apartment, which I mm-hmm. thought was so fucking wild. Yep. They bring a bandsaw into the apartment <laughs> and they live like hoarders. I mean, there's just shit everywhere. Uh-huh. And he has Santos basically write in an email everything in the apartment that he has ever destroyed. Which was pretty much everything. Well, in the San- everything. Because San- Santos, they showed the video. He yeah. kept on saying different stuff, and he's like, "Like you're not being truthful with me. Let's get the whole truth. And Santos says, finally, I just wrote down every single thing in the apartment yeah. I could think of. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, you owe Larry $250,000 or, yeah. or whatever it is. And then the poor guy's begging for money now. As the parents are pawn the the mama talks about pawning her jewelry, and it was like here's like seven hundred dollars. Like I don't know, like why you keep breaking stuff in this guy's apartment. But it was just so fucked up, like yeah. the absolute control and just squeezing this money out of these people who have done nothing. Yeah, and, and so and, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, I was gonna say I think they. I think the parents said at some point that they gave them like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so fucking so, wild. Like a second but mortgage on the um. So like, and then the other side of it is, so like Claudius, like she wasn't in the documentary, but I think her her story is awful. Like you, like you mm-hmm. talked about Jenny. Um. So for for the listeners, the reason Claudia supposedly owed Larry all this money was because I talked about it earlier. She had quote unquote tried to poison everybody in the house at the college, right? Mm-hmm. And then or not even tried, had poisoned everybody had poison. in the house in the college. Mm-hmm. And then had poisoned had poisoned um everyone in the apartment, had poisoned Larry. And that so these were essentially like damages, like punit like uh, financial damages that, that she owed for that. Right, because that's normal. That's normal. But right? like, like think, like think about how ridiculous that is, right? right? Nobody, right. nobody died. Nobody ever had any. In, like that's there was so no, there was no evidence at all of the poisoning, right? She, he had her, he had her create a website, a website specifically where she, it's hername.com and the website is her admitting to the poisoning, right? On video. Uh, on video and she looks awful in the video terrible. like she hasn't slept in a week and um i mean and she's yeah. she's lost like a significant amount of weight too because she was right. kind of a chunkier girl at the beginning and yeah. she just looks real thin when she does it and um so she like so all of that right and then when they talked to isabella about it toward the end of the documentary i mean this is after larry's been arrested and everything she's like yeah i mean 
she owed her she owed her the money she owed larry the money and i guess this is just what she did to, to pay him but she definitely owed him the money she poisoned all of us right <laughs> like like just like a matter of fact she's like yeah she was a prostitute like how else was she gonna pay larry right i'm like are, are you are you kidding me like like it just shows the level of and that was like Isabella looked different too. Like she was sleeping more. Oh like yeah, she, she looked healthy, but it, like she, with she was the only one. It didn't matter with her. Mm-hmm. It was like like even like Felicia. You could tell was really struggling. Like she was defending him at first. Yeah, and then even when at first when she was saying that she knew it was BS, it was pretty obvious she didn't like fully believe that <laughs> in her in her. Mm-hmm. But, but I think she was kind of, she kind of got there by the end. Yeah, hers was so gradual in her awake, like, you know, like, because it got to the point where Larry gets arrested and then her, they do the video with Felicia and um, Isabella living together, just basically like saying he's innocent still. And then the house is a fucking mess it's demolished in the backyard like no people should be living in these conditions Mm -hmm. um the refrigerator has a lock on it and they are just in full fucked up mode and then we don't really know what the catalyst is other than her moving away from isabella um to get her to start realizing the truth and I mean, frankly, that might have been enough. Maybe just right. the distance. Um, and that's what leads me to believe, like, the drugs. You know, there was something that was fed to them or, you know, given to them on this consistent basis that kept yeah. them fucked up. Well, it had to be. I mean, they talked about the Adderall. Yeah. So Adderall will make you not sleep and will make you not eat. And, I mean, it's just like it's speed, essentially, right? <laughs> that's how people use it. And, um, like, the fact that they looked like they'd been awake for two mm-hmm. weeks every time you saw them in the apartment, and they were skinny as anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's 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 what it is, right? And they, they said Larry would take it, too, but he didn't. He certainly wasn't a beanpole. Um, <laughs> but it's just... <laughs> well, he got to eat all I the think, food, so... I think yeah. for Felicia... Like, like literally, I think it was, she just had to get away from Isabella. Cause if you think yeah. about like that hive or echo chamber mentality, mm. yeah. like, like they, like the two of them living together, but they were, they were just kind of keeping it going just without Larry there. You know what I mean? And when they were forced out of that house and forced to separate, like, she you know, started you, gotta think, you gotta think she woke up one day and was just like, WTF, like what, what, what? <laughs> Yeah, but do y'all think do y'all think she like kind of started to see through it and like knew that she needed to get away from Isabella to even try and start thinking maybe that w- there was a different way that things happened and stuff like that. Maybe I mean something maybe. happened. Something. I, she said, didn't Isabella say that it was um, Felicia told her her attorney said that yeah, they can't live right. together anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but like. If she was still like, that's a great point, Logan. Because if she was still all as all in as Isabella, she would have just done what Isabella did and said, "My attorney's horrible. I need a new attorney." Who's? <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she ended up just losing way more, I think, than Isabella did. So um, she 
got some clarity at some point, but it took a long time, like for her to contact her parents and her siblings and um and even during one of the interviews when she's talking and she's saying something she goes nope that's larry brain mm-hmm. like she has to like shake out of it it's so ingrained that she is has to separate every thought into a real one and a fake one and i mean 10 years yeah to live in that how like in that environment for 10 years i mean like, like, I mean, that's beyond like a PTSD, right? I mean, you need to really like just rewire your whole, your whole the deep line of thought. Exactly. Yeah, that's like a, almost a whole nother life of just being just implanted with these terrible Well, then think about the age they are. Choices. Like, think about, you know, Logan, I know you're not too much past this, but think about like, <laughs> no, think about like how much different somebody is at 30 versus 20 right think about mm-hmm. all the stuff yeah. you learn between 20 and 30 absolutely and now think about that happening in that environment right like i mean mm-hmm. like you're like they were kids when they started i mean they like 18 19 right like and now they're they're you know, adults and it's yeah. just it's just a terrible yeah, I mean, they can't even look back at college and think like, oh, man, those are great times that mm-hmm. I had with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they got that one freshman year where I think most of it they got to spend together and had a good time. But then that like spring semester, he comes in and like the whole rest of their college lives is just living with him, listening to him, doing shit for him. So it's just that whole part of their lives is a lot of people's favorite times to spend with their friends and go out partying and drinking and you know just having fun with your buddies just hanging out and they you know other than that little maybe first semester and a half they completely lost out on that and you know that's that in itself is heartbreaking on on top of all the other shit (laughs) so i I got another one i got another question for for you for you both Mm -hmm. so in the news right all the reports on this and even in the i think in the title right they call it a sex cult Mm. why (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I don't that, really. Yeah. I don't really. I mean, there, there's some, like, obviously, right? We Claudia was a um, became an escort, right? And then yeah. the stuff with Isabella, and yeah, but yeah, there like, was I think definitely I, some sexual misconduct. You know, there was, there yeah. was, but I don't think like when I hear when I heard sex cult. Yeah, I thought that like like kind of the whole thing might be based on on that, and it really, you know, that was just that was just another another control mechanism. True. Like Very even talk like talking. Um, what was the kids? Was it Dan? Yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan talking about how Isabella came and came and you know like like hooked up with him on the couch and he couldn't mm-hmm. get it out of his mind that she had been sent. Yeah, there, like it was all just this other, this other like con- control thing, which again, with a bunch of impressionable kids, is gonna, you know, just another way to get the hooks in, right? Because yeah. Dan, Dan seemed very conflicted about his sexuality uh, in the in those interviews yeah. and from what he said, and then, you know, this girl's sort of, you know, throwing herself at him, and there's some expectation, and then. You know, maybe some experimentation with Larry himself. 
So all that's just real fucked up. Yeah, I think he had. Stru- I think he dated Raven before. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that was who he had yeah, dated. Yeah, that's one hundred percent right. Mm, and um, he he was struggling with her. Like he couldn't understand like why she was just having like mood swings and stuff like that, and just wasn't. He wasn't sure how to handle certain things about their relationship. So that's kind of why he started talking to Larry. He was talking about their relationship and you know what he should maybe talk to her about or you know what he should do in certain situations. So that's that's really how uh, Larry got his hooks in. With with him but yeah he he basically dan basically said he gave him like a sexual education uh so like him and him and uh, him and larry would like have sex with uh isabella and it would it's just it's a whole weird thing but yeah i that's more of what i was expecting like the whole thing to be because at the beginning they say sex cult and i'm like oh well this is going to be like some weird thing where yeah. like this stuff happens most of the time but i feel like that was a very small part of the beginning of it so i i think that's calling it a sex cult there is sex involved obviously the escorting stuff and then obviously felicia and uh isabella had sex and slept with uh larry the whole time throughout the uh entirety of the cult so there's sex involved but i don't know if i would go as far to call it a sex cult because i feel like if it was it would be that whole thing like dan that dan experienced so well do you think that talia uh, might have been a victim of any kind of sexual assault by her father. We have no idea. I mean, it's yeah. I, was, I mean, Logan didn't have that slip up earlier in the show. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just saying. It, I, I, I think it's, got it's that a tough. Vibe. It's a tough thing. You you don't really know. You don't. It's yeah. tough. Like maybe it's like unless they were to explicitly say that, like I don't know. I'm sure it's possible. I mean, given given Larry's inclinations, but like the thing. So even even calling it a cult, I thought was a little. Like like a little different, but like the Larry has all the traits of the cult leader, right? So like like other cult leaders, um, it involves him sleeping with with everybody, right? So that that kind of happened, and it involves it involves the you know the flock being subservient to him. Um, that that stuff is all very much like other cults mm-hmm. um what's not like other cults though is they really there's not other than the like the truth thing there's not really an ideology right like you know like like the way down you know mm-hmm. the, the ideology was was you know heavily christian and weight loss right and then in um for the he- heaven's gate i mean there's a very much like a religious component right the ideology is we're gonna you know, we're, we're not of this earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on this one, like the only ideology to me is everything Larry says, like, it's just like Larry is God. Like that's mm-hmm. the only ideology I can come up with for this cult, which makes it like worse <laughs> in my opinion than, than even the, those other ones. Yeah. This is definitely the war, uh, like the worst one to me uh, of them all i mean i think the last one we talked about was bad but this this takes it to a whole new level because i mean uh going back to dan there they showed that video of him like basically beating him up because he wanted it admit that whatever he did wrong was uh, whatever the truth was in that situation and then he gets like a pair of pliers and like starts to like threatened to split his tongue in half or something like that it was just so well funny. he was like those they didn't show enough of those videos i mean they showed enough mm-hmm. like as far yeah, as yeah, like yeah. for my viewing <laughs> pleasure but they like like he was using what looked like um 
like like that kind of goes to what we were talking to earlier like like you know like gitmo yeah interrogation definitely looked like that on these people right like so it really felt like he had some kind of some kind of training like it was like it reminded me of like zero dark 30 if you've ever ever (laughs) seen that movie like kind of like similar similar techniques like deprive them of sleep right you know make them make them completely reliant upon you like they talk about it in, in that movie and um that's what, and, like, it's very clear that's what he was doing. And I, I, I'd like to clarify one thing I said earlier, too, which is, I would say, from a, a day-to-day being in the cult perspective, this is the worst one. Obviously, he did not, like, kill everybody. Right. So, like, like, yeah, yeah. Right. With some of these other ones. But just from a day-to-day, day-to-day being a member of, of, of the cult, I think their life, like, person for person was worse than, than some of the others that we've seen. Because it was it was all like purely for him. You yeah. know, it was all selfish. I, I just he was just fucked up. Like I don't, what was his even end game? You know, what was he even doing? They said, I mean they talked about it a little bit, right? That like when they were reading that report, I think, from his previous conviction, you know, that any situation that he's in, he will he will control, right? Like manipulate and control. Um, But he was like, 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 and this is the other last thing I wanted to talk to you all about was like, I said earlier, he knew exactly what he's doing. I think on some level he did, but I also think he was nuts. Like like, some of the stuff he did, he did was like, like really stupid, right? For, for, For a guy who was very clearly like very, very intelligent, like having having her make that website with the poisoning stuff, like that was gonna somehow like like the world is gonna believe that Bernie Carrick like poisoned Larry. Like that is really dumb. Really dumb and just shined a light on this ridiculous illegal thing that you <laughs> that you have going on. So the fact that he kind of like like he obviously put her up to that. Like the fact that he thinks that that would work, uh-huh. like crazy. he's got he's got a screw loose, right? right? And then, um, like the balls on him to talk to the reporter, like 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 he is, oh, yeah. like he has he is that sure of himself that he's gonna like like and you can I'm sure it's like this with the cops too. Like he's that sure of himself that he's going to have these conversations and answer these questions that can only do him harm, that can only put this whole thing to an end and send him to prison. And he just does it anyway. Like he definitely has his own, his own stuff going on. Like if it's a, you know, narcissistic sociopath, I think (laughs) is probably the best description, right? Yeah. Mm. Like just thinks very, very highly of himself, but also doesn't really have a, have a sense of right and wrong or anything like that. It's, it's wild. Yeah, I think he truly did have a vendetta against that carrot guy. And yeah, I don't really know what his end game to get him was because obviously, if he had a vendetta against him and hated him that much, he could have just killed him and basically gone to prison for the same amount of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> would have been a lot better for all these people. Yeah, it was would have been would have been a lot easier lives. for all these people, but. Um, Maybe that was his end game. He was going to use the girls to somehow assassinate 
Yeah, maybe. His his enemies. But some they were all fucked up. Like, I don't see how he could Isabella though, she was on she wasn't like Felicia mm-hmm. in, in the end game. She wasn't incoherent. She knew what was going on. She participated fl- freely in that shit. Mm-hmm. Like her brainwashing was on another level. Mm-hmm. Like her brainwashing it's... survived where Felicia's did not. You know, yeah, he got her early and often I... and like strong and, and hard at the first. So yes, yeah, had her from the. I don't like. It's a it's a, it's tough for me to swallow that Isabella ended up in prison. Yep. Like, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I, it's just, it's just, it's a real tough one because it's real tough to blame her for the stuff she did. Like, I, we talk about personal responsibility, like, like that competency question that they talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, she was absolutely not, not competent. Like, she sounded okay, right? And she yeah. sounded like she wasn't like. You know, like she didn't look like someone who was who was completely out of their mind. But mm-hmm. like, if you just listen to what she was saying, she was not in a, in reality. She wasn't in reality, and like, so to to convict her is, is she, tough. She was good at masking that. She was mm-hmm. good at like she was in his reality. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. She, yeah. She seemed competent because she was so far gone, if that makes sense. And yeah. sure that what he was saying was true, and that was exactly. the only truth, right. the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, right. yeah. Yeah, and she's only like that because of what he did to her. Right, you exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. Like, so send her to... But, but what she, she but, but what she, she did that but, idea so much. She says, I'm not brainwashed. She yeah. resists it so much that you know, what can you do? <laughs> and then, I mean, so the stuff that she did in a vacuum mm-hmm. is certainly worthy of going to prison. So it's a real tough. It is tough. It's, it's a tough situation, just just overall. Um, so what did you think about Larry's overall um, sentencing of 60 years in prison? Yeah, it's a, no possibility of parole, so it's mm-hmm. a life sentence. He's already 60. So, yep. like, you know, once he's 60, as long as you give him Thirty to forty, with no possibility of parole or more. That's that should do the trick. Um, they should. I think he should be under the jail. He yeah, should never. I would agree. He shouldn't be even honestly. He shouldn't even be allowed to have a cellmate because he's just going to ruin that person's life. Uh-huh. The um, like, and I mean, J- Jetty, what you said earlier, like, or actually Logan, w- w- one of you said that of the end game was maybe that he was going to use the girls to kill Bernie. Maybe and. It sounded like, in a, like I think it was the his cellmate or whoever the guy who had the apartment said Larry said to him that he was creating an army. Remember? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. He did. And say so that, that really he that said sounds it was even a, more insane. These these kids are not capable of anything after he broke them so much. What kind of fucked up army was he trying to make? Well, I I think maybe that was his original thought, and mm-hmm. he got him so far gone into this other. Like mm-hmm. they, they just got malnourished and just sleep deprived that they couldn't possibly pull off any kind of operation like that. So it eventually just became a money and power kind of thing just to 
you know, I, I don't know what that really did for him in the end. I've, obviously nothing because he's in prison till he dies. So, mm-hmm. but I, I think maybe at the beginning he was just trying to recruit people to help him in his goal of whatever he was trying to accomplish, which we won't know because he would he he didn't really participate at all in the documentary and we'll never hear from him because he's in prison for the rest of his life. So, um, but yeah. I, I don't know if that's what it meant meant to be at the beginning and it just kind of tailspin and he just ended up doing it for another reason, but who knows. I also was surprised that he did not participate in the documentary because he seems very, like we said, narcissistic, control freak kind of thing. You would think if anybody was telling his story, he would want to have some sort of input in it. It would be right up up his alley. So I'm like, I feel like there's going to eventually be a his side of the story. His lawyers had to tell him he just absolutely couldn't do it. I mean, anything, I mean, anything that guy said would would 100% be, (laughs) did not put him in a good light, is my guess. Maybe maybe the guy that did the documentary was afraid if he if he might get uh, brought into his ideology or something like that. Oh, maybe, so. uh, <laughs> maybe he just didn't want to deal with that. So I don't know. But. It was quite one sided uh, as documentaries go. Uh, sometimes they are that way, but um, but we did get to hear recordings and see the video, and so. It's not like we didn't have a very clear idea. No, and I mean, I thought the documentary was fair, frankly. Mm -hmm. I just, like, like it's a tough job for the documentarian when when the the subject is just so despicable. Like, there was no good light, like, to point to paint this person in. There was no other side. Like, what what could they, do you know what I mean? Like, I thought they... I thought they painted the kids in as good a light as possible as far as like how this happened to them. Um, I thought they were fair with the family stuff Um, with Larry. Like it's a one, it's a, it's a one-sided story. Like there's, there's just nothing, there's nothing there that is good and could, could be, could like, there's nothing there where we're going to feel bad for Larry, right? Oh, oh, it was because of this, because of that. I think he was essentially, he was essentially pure evil. And, and that's how they portrayed him, which I thought was, which I thought was fine. And I mean, towards the end when he was, you know, the last episode was really just Felicia and Isabella has some Santos and Yulitza in there, but mostly it's the last two that were kind of with him. And, you know, he, he does a lot of like one-on-one interviews with uh, those two. And, you know, he could have been kind of an asshole to them for like, especially Isabella towards the end mm-hmm. um, because she still believed and she's still behind him a hundred percent. He could have been an asshole. I mean, he pried to try to get her to maybe think otherwise, but he didn't go too hard. You know, like he was just like, is, uh, so is this how you feel or, you know, whatever the question just happened to be, but he could have gone harder into that and been more of an asshole to that. But I think he was fair to her. And like, didn't and tr- treated her like you know, uh, th- this is what she believes. I mean, I can't convince her otherwise, and that's not what I'm here to do. So, mm-hmm. I-, I feel like I feel like he did really well in that situation. Like, and you know, it's, I-, I just think it was well done by that guy for sure. I would agree with that. Yeah, very well done overall. Um, any other last thoughts besides um, when's this gonna gonna die in prison already? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was really well put together, but it, it was very sad. Um, a lot of, a lot of sad feelings, especially through that second episode. The first episode, you kind of got more of a positive, like the most positive side that you could get uh, for him, like making the kids feel better and all that kind of stuff. But obviously it was just kind of manipulation to get into their heads. Um, the second episode was just full on, Oof. full on depression mode, just like mm-hmm. abuse and all, all that kind of stuff, just all the way throughout. Last episode, you kind of get uh, the last little bits, and obviously Isabella's still kind of with him wholeheartedly throughout the whole thing uh, until the end when you get the little quotes. Um, but uh, but Felicia obviously somewhat breaks out of it. She you know she still says she has a little bit of. Uh, Larry Brain or whatever she called it at some point, um, but they reunite the family. Uh, all of the Rosarios end up getting back together and having dinner. So they, it's nice to see that there was a there was a positive part of the end. But obviously, you feel bad for Isabella because she was just so far uh, into it, and she has to serve a prison sentence that she ultimately, you know, probably somewhat deserves. But obviously, I think. Uh, if she could have somehow broken her our mind away from that uh, brain, having that kind of Larry brain, uh, she probably could have uh, gotten out of it and lived a much fuller and much better life. But um, she made her decision, and that's what she has to live with. Part of me wondered why she just didn't fake it, you know, like yeah, just go, you know, just to get out of the jail sentence, you know, just to get out of like because. I'm sure she would have been, she could have cut a deal and it would have been easy to cut a deal. She had plenty of proof. Why does she not at least just fake it? It definitely seems like she thought about it. I feel like I could tell that she kind of thought about it. I thought that too. At the end, I feel like she's like, no, I support Lawrence uh, wholeheartedly. I can't, I can't turn on him now, even though she turns on him right after she has to go to prison anyways. Right. Yeah. That was sus. Uh, Yeah. I just end up with a lot more Izzy questions for sure. Uh I thought it was very well done and I would, I would suggest it, but like you said, Logan, not like the most uplifting thing. Mm in the world right so it's not it's a tough watch especially especially episode two is a very very tough watch um but if you're if you're if you're kind of into this genre and you're probably not listening to talking docs if you're not into docs (laughs) um like this is definitely a well done doc and it's not going to take a ton of time and i think i think there are some lessons in this doc for for folks right like yeah you know like if things ever seem off it's worth maybe saying something early on, right? Yes. For, for people you love, because you, you, never, you never know. Of course, this isn't a common thing, but um, there, there's variations of, of this type of thing where, you know, like I think what the doc shows is early intervention is key for, for, for this type of thing. So. <laughs> Another thing that I'm learning through this podcast is that when I think of cults, I think of them in past tense, meaning they don't happen anymore. But I am learning that this is still a modern day problem for whatever reason. Even though this is very, like I said, intimate, small, we're not talking Jonestown type cults. We're talking very targeted and specific (laughs) 
cult activities, which is kind of even more horrifying mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, and another thing I'm learning uh, is it, you know, you wouldn't, I don't know if you think of people that are in cults as being like dummies or anything like that, but like throughout all the three of the ones that we've done so far, or maybe, maybe not the middle one, but the first one, these people are very intelligent, very artistic, Mm -hmm. very articulate. uh, Most, uh, I would say mostly intelligent people. Um, And and they, they can easily, they can just as equally and easily uh, be controlled by these people as you know a, a regular dum dum I guess I don't know uh, <laughs> uh, but I, obviously it, it it doesn't have anything to do with being so it smart doesn't. it's like uh, you would think a smart mm-hmm. person would be like oh man I'm not gonna believe this guy I, I know mm-hmm. better than that but obviously uh, anybody can be, if you know if the person's manipulative enough and uh, I guess creative enough and how they uh, how they get mind control or convince you of uh, following their ways but um uh, yeah it doesn't it what i'm saying is it doesn't matter how smart you are you can yeah you can be susceptible i mean well, intelligence isn't the only part of a person oh absolutely yeah. so yeah. there's so much and, more and frankly like if you i think the more intelligent you are if you do get if you if you do get sucked in it's a lot more challenging for yes. you to, to break out right? yes. because you're you know you 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 maybe are sure yourself, and you will you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like you know, you've had that reinforcement, like like um, I'm a Harvard educated doctor, right? Like of course I, of course I'm not in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just feel like I've watched all of these, and I've been like, man, how do these pe- how are these people so? Mm. I, I don't want to say dumb, but how are these people falling for these guys and just stuff like that? Because mm. uh, I don't think I'm that smart, and these people are, like you said, went to Harvard and Columbia and stuff like mm. that. So I just I, that that's just what has struck me uh, for the first few that we've watched. For and sure. the, the thing uh, the thing of it is, in my this is my opinion, of course. Um, anybody, if you put them in this type of in an echo chamber right yeah where i mean just think we all live with people right if you just if if the people you lived with now right you said these are the only people i'm going to spend time with and they started believing some whacked out thing right like like if everybody in the household if that's the only people that you interact with then it's very easy to be, have that become your reality, right? Um, mm-hmm. It can be that that type of thing can be used very positive, right? Group mm-hmm. settings with people with a common common goal, like you know, fighting addiction and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. when it when it when losing it, when weight, it, exactly. Like, but when it goes bad, you know, like that that kind of group think can lead to to this type of thing. Absolutely. Well, um, I, I, I was fascinated by this and it continues to haunt me days later. So, um, hope everybody watches it and is equally as horrified as we were. I, I would definitely watch the first two episodes, take a break and then maybe come back to the third there episode. You go. Cause that, that second episode hits pretty hard. So, um, I, I would definitely take a break after that second one. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna get you in your, uh, really bad feels. So um yeah that's 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 how i watched it i watched the first two and i was like i can't do this anymore it's putting me in a bad place so (laughs) i i I gotta i gotta break this up 
even though the last one would have made me happy. So maybe I yeah. should end up watching it, but who knows? But yeah, watch at your own pace, but I would suggest probably stopping after the second episode and then coming back to it. All right. Um, Cowboy Roger, do you have anything you want to promote? I am a, I am a one trick cowboy. That's this right. Is, this is I asked this, you answered. We, we did have the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, we did not do any uh, corresponding this week in the NFL, but the NFL season is fast approaching, so you'll hear myself, Senior, and Mr. D'Amato um, doing this week in the NFL. But as of right now, I am a, a documentary-only podcaster, so <laughs> I, like I, hope, it. I hope everyone enjoys it, because I do. Of course they do. All right, what about you, Logan? I know you uh, got a bunch. Uh, you you could say you could say uh, Cowboy Rogers a one trick pony so. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Logan. <laughs> uh, I'll just plug a few. I, I don't want to bore everybody with the eight million pods that I do, but uh, me and you, Jenny, do Cronoso together. We do a match every month. Um, Royal Rumble nineteen eighty eight is going to be our next uh, one that we're going to do. I think Ryan's cooking up something interesting for that. So looking forward to that one. Um, and the seven months of danger uh the dangerous alliance podcast that sean me schiff and Souza do uh just going through the whole dangerous alliance uh storyline uh we're fast approaching the end uh, i think next week we're recording uh we have four episodes left we'll be recording two of those uh next tuesday so i'm um, looking forward to getting back into that that always is crazy and hilarious and mm-hmm. just all the good things um and then my main one on the place to be nation wrestling feed is highway to the impact zone we just did the lockdown 2006 episode and we'll start our build to sacrifice uh going forward from there so uh check everything out on the no so and the wrestling feed and the pop feed just check everything out everybody's doing awesome stuff and twitter uh at highway ptbn there you go <laughs> i had to think about it <laughs> Uh, I'm at Jenny Position. All my shows will be linked on there. Uh, we have a new GC Dub game-changing podcast that just dropped this week. Um, so listen to that if you're into GCW. And um, also, you heard about Pluto should be fairly new. And um, there should be a bonus talking pop coming pretty soon, too, um, with a very special guest. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time on Talk Dots. What's a game a chance to heal him as one real skill so glad to meet you and Picking up the ticket shows there's money to be made That's the history of the trade Did you add up all the cards left to play To see well and sign up with evil angels Don't start me trying now Satisfied and 
Oh, no.